Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome, everyone, to a FizzCast with an exclusive interview with Mike Mannix, the head coach of Wilbraham and Munson, who is the head coach of Kyle Filipowski, who is a Syracuse basketball recruit, who is a four-star, number 31 overall recruit, according to ESPN. He is a big deal for Syracuse recruiting. 6'10", he's also just a big guy, 6'10", 220 pounds, power forward in the class of 2022. First off, Mike, thanks so much for taking the time and speaking with me today. Yeah, sure. Glad to be here. Glad to, glad to be talking to you. Yeah. So like I kind of said, you know, Kyle is a big deal, not only for Syracuse, but for a lot of schools. And he's doing his recruiting rounds right now. Uh, he went to Syracuse, is went to Ohio State, Indiana, currently at Iowa, then going over to Northwestern, UConn, Duke, a busy month for him on the recruiting trail. Um, so I kind of want to touch on that. I want to touch on your experience with him and, and kind of what he adds as a basketball player and as a person um, to any type of college that, you know, he chooses to go to. So let's start off way back at the very beginning. When did, you know, Kyle first get on your radar? When did you first find out about him? When did you first see him play? Um, it was a, a connection um, that we had based in New York City, um, an AAU coach in New York City. And um, it, it was, it's, it's a long story, probably too long for the, the podcast, but um, it was uh, just a mutual, you know, acquaintance we had, someone that had worked with him, that coached him, um, someone that I got to know through recruiting some New York City players. Um, and he had, you know, just let me know, um, you know, I work with um, um, Matthew and Kyle Filipowski, they're twin brothers, uh, they're looking to go to a New England prep school to repeat their sophomore year. Um, and he said, um, you know, at the time, so this was, this was January of 2019. Okay. Um, yeah. And he said, um, you know, Matthew is right now about six, nine, six, 10. And, you know, Kyle's about six, eight or so. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, I thought he was kidding. Maybe, <laughs> you know, um, twin brothers, you know, both guys. And he said, they're, you know, they're very different players. Mm -hmm. Um, he said, you know, Matthew is, um, a dominant big in the post. Um, and Kyle is a forward, um, that's a pretty versatile player, uh, both very good players in their own right. And fast forward, I guess about a month, um, they came here onto our campus for a visit, um, late one February day when we were actually getting ready for practice. Um, and it's funny how things work because it wasn't like a planned out visit like we typically do with recruits, you know, where we have it scheduled um, weeks, sometimes a month in advance. Uh, we plan tours and, you know, a meeting and, a you know, sit down and able to get to know one another. Um, this was more of like an impromptu. And uh, we sat down in a meeting room. And we got to know each other, talked. Um, I felt like I, I got to know uh, their mom and dad really well. Um, I felt like I got to know Kyle pretty well. I got to know Matthew pretty well. Talked about a lot about goals because um, I already kind of had an understanding of like who they were. 
Um, but it was more like, you know, what's this all about? What do you, um, you know, what's your goal going to be coming out of here? And, you know, things just went on from there and um, saw them play about two months later for the first time in person after seeing them play on film. And I mean, it didn't take, it didn't take much to, to get me to know that like they would be a great fit here <laughs> and that uh, they could probably be, you know, the collective centerpiece of teams for, you know, years to come here. So that was, uh, that was an easy one um, in terms of evaluation. Went to their AAU game and saw both boys play really well. Um, and it just went on from there. And, you know, obviously it all worked out. So you get Kyle and you get Matt. And I think that's something that is not really talked about, at least in the Syracuse media, that, you know, Kyle does have a twin brother that is also receiving Division One, high Division One uh, level, you know, offers right now. So you get Kyle, you get Matt. Don't they win a, a championship with you at Wilbraham and Munson? Yeah. So they come in as repeat sophomores in the fall of 2019. Yep. Um, and in March of 2020. Um, you know, right before everything changed pretty drastically, mm-hmm. um, we, we actually won a championship, um, you know, very kind of unique season, end of the season. We won a championship, uh, the championship on a Sunday afternoon. And really the next day is when things started to change. Um, different story, but, um, yeah, very successful first season here for the boys. Um, Matthew was, uh, very instrumental in all our success that year. Um, he, he played both the role of our six man and a starter at times. Um, and Kyle started um, and most games was our leading scorer um, and was evident um, very early in the season that, um, you know, he could be pretty dominant in our league. Now, fast forward to this past season, you guys only played a handful of games because of the COVID situations, but some stats that I found online, 20 points per game, 10 and a half rebounds per game, 55% from the field, 35% from deep. Uh, Kyle can fill up the stat sheet, and I think that's pretty simple and, and pretty easy to understand, but from someone that's coached him, can you kind of explain what is his playing style? Because you can watch the, the tape and he can finish on the inside. He can shoot on the outside. What kind of basketball player is he? As true as I've ever said this, he is, he is as versatile as it comes. Hmm. Um, he will not be afraid to take a guy into the post and make a move that is like, um, you know, his, his footwork. I mean, if he can't just jump over the top of a guy and kind of get an easy bucket, um, he is also willing to work for a bucket in the post. Um, he's got some footwork and some head fakes and some things that he does that are, you know, for me as a Massachusetts guy, a little Kevin McHale-esque. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so that's pretty special um, in its own right. And then um, this year shot about 38% from three, okay. I think, uh, 37 to 38%. Um, so obviously does that really well, you know, for, for a forward, for really anybody, um, and can put the ball on the floor, um, you know, with, with a lot of kind of fluidity, right? Like he puts the ball on the floor and you, you don't worry about when he puts the ball on the floor, um, because he goes by guys, he makes moves in traffic. Um, he's smart with the basketball and he's got, uh, he's, he's gotten better and better with that in his two years with us. Um, 
his turnovers, uh, you know, putting the ball on the floor were down from his first year. Um, and really, you know, that's a testament to his IQ. He understands how people are playing him um, and what people were trying to do to force him to either give the ball up or possibly, you know, create a turnover. And this year he played, um, you know, a little bit more in control and just smarter um, and really just, you know, puts the ball on the floor um, very much like a guard. It's a little surprising to hear, you know, a, a coach confident in a player that's 6'10 to be so confident in him, you know, his dribbling abilities and his his uh, finishing abilities like you are. So uh, it, it speaks to how great of a player Kyle is. If you could kind of maybe, and maybe this is a difficult converse or, or different difficult answer to have, but is there one player maybe in the pros or in, at the college level right now that Kyle kind of emulates or is uh, similar to what's his player comp, I guess, is the question. Yeah. We love comparisons in this day and age. And I do. <laughs> I, I, I play the game too. And everybody that calls me has a different comparison for Kyle. It's not easy. Uh, Jared, it's not easy. I, I don't have one guy. I really don't. Um, because I'll say part of the reason um, that he's multiple players into one is how many guys can average 13 rebounds a game? Um, not many. Not many. Not <laughs> many. And he's not afraid to get difficult rebounds. Um, you know, obviously everybody gets a couple maybe during the game. Um, you know, when you're 6'10", that might be a little bit easier um, than others, but he fights for rebounds. He tips balls. Um you know, he tried to take a charge. I mean, he, he takes he takes charges. Um, he tried to take a charge in the last two minutes of the championship game we played um, a year and a half ago, and that's who he is. Like, you know, in crunch time, he'll take a charge. He'll take a charge in the middle of the game. He has a lot of very good players all kind of rolled into one. Um, I, don't, I don't have a great comparison. I'll that's just right. tell you that it won't matter pretty soon. <laughs> like, you know. Um, I, there, there's a good chance that one day we're sitting here and we're talking about somebody else that we compare to a Kyle Filipowski. Um, he just does, he just does too many things. I haven't really seen it as a coach. Um, at the same time, he knows that he has still some work to do. Um, he made it a point to get stronger this year. He did that, you know, physically stronger, um, his outside shot has improved the two years that he's been with us. Um, and he's never satisfied with good or very good. Um, like this year, you know, there were a few games where, and he'll, you know, he'll talk, we talk about it. Um, he was a little disappointed sometimes in his um, performance from the free throw line. Cause we had a couple of games where maybe he left some points at the free throw line. Um, and that really bothered, right? Like that, that, that really stuck with him. And so you could see in the weeks after that, it was a little bit more of an, like a, a concerted effort to get to the foul line in practice in between drills and try to get himself like mentally prepared and physically prepared to go to the free throw line during games um, to make sure he wasn't leaving any points on the line. So I kind of diverged a little bit from your comparison right. question, but um, it's, it's just hard because he just does so many things at a high level. There's not a lot of guys like that. 
high praise, high praise. Now, is there, and again, this might be a difficult question, but I'm just going to fire them at you. Is there one moment, one play in a game that you remember that kind of sticks out that says, hey, this is Kyle. That's Kyle Filipowski all summed up in one moment. I'll give you two in the same game. Go ahead. His first game ever with us. Um, we played uh, a home game November 2019. And the play in the game, you know, when you're a coach, you know, plays do stick out. Like, you, you know, you, you try not to get bogged down by one play, right? Because um, you're more of like the big picture, what are we doing here? Um, but I can remember um, him getting out in the open court, but also, um, you know, beating somebody kind of off the dribble, like, uh, as he kind of, you know, gets around a three-point line. I don't remember the exact dribble move that he made, but he made a move to get by somebody and then finished it strong. And I can just remember, I, I, I can just remember I was like either standing or sitting on the, you know, the sideline um, out of my chair. And I can just remember turning over my shoulder to our assistant coaches and going, <laughs> Uh, I didn't see that on film last year. <laughs> um, and I remember one of my assistant coaches just kind of looked at me like his eyes got real big and kind of shook his head. And that game, um, I'm probably going to fudge his stat line a little bit here unintentionally, but it was like 27 and 21 or, or 25 and 22. I think that might've been it. I think it might've been like a 25 and 22 night. Now keep in mind, we played 36 minutes not 40. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after that game, again, you know, you don't like to determine someone's career and the rest of their life based on 36 minutes. But, you know, we had a talk as a coaching staff saying like, well, he, he did things that we thought he was capable of doing at some point a lot earlier than we thought. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we knew in fall practice, I mean, we knew when we see him, you know, six months before that, but we knew in fall practice because we had a good team that year. We had good practices. There were some practices that were sometimes better than our games. And, you know, we knew like, oh, we got something here. We really got somebody here that can do some really good things. And then for it to come out you know, six weeks later in his very first game, and it was like, well, that person may be here earlier than we thought, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that all kind of in one night was – was very memorable, I think, for a lot of us. Well, it sounds pretty impressive as well. A lot of, you know, hype coming out from the, the basketball court, and rightfully so, but he is also the Massachusetts Gatorade Player of the Year, and that's not only your skills on the basketball court, but also off of it and what you do in the community, your grades in school, that type of stuff. So my, my question for you is, what kind of person is Kyle off the court? And for a lot of fans that want him to go to Syracuse or, or any other school that's listening to this, uh, what kind of guy and what kind of human being would that school and that community be getting? A uh, great young man. Um, he Part of his application with Gatorade Player of the Year was the volunteer work and along with his academic performance. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a straight A student in the classroom. Um, and we're a strong academic school. Um, so he has to put in the work and he continues to earn, you know, high grades, um, and take some challenging classes. 
Um, and so uh, that speaks for itself, you know, what he's done um, grade-wise, academically. Uh, volunteerism. Um, he's volunteered at his local church back home. Uh, we, back, you know, two seasons ago, 1920, um, you know, we more or less kind of like adopt a CYO. Mm-hmm. We, we partner with a CYO program that sends us like different teams sure. um, to come practice with us and come see a game. Um, he was always great with those kids. Um, he also, you know, on the personal side, um, I have three sons, uh, and he is fantastic with my kids and not because like they're not because they're coaches kids. Um, you know, he'll just, he'll ask me, you know, like, how's this guy doing? You know, how's, you know, and it just comes natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you work in education, especially when you work at a boarding school, um, you know, you can, you can learn really quickly um, probably what a student's parents are all about uh, just based on, you know, this, the student that we're, you know, working with and living with here and their, you know, their values and how they, you know, how they uh, carry themselves. And so with Kyle, it was easy to see, like, oh, comes from, you know, very good family, uh, hardworking family. People, uh, his parents said, you know, value hard work and value, you know, doing the right thing, right. Being kind and being humble, showing humility, like in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And Kyle's Gatorade player of the year. And he has a lot going on right now. Obviously that's why you and I are talking. Right. Um, but his humility stays with him. You know, he'll, he'll never tell you that he's the Gatorade player of the year. He'll never tell you that he's ranked such and such a number. Um, he just goes out and plays and then he just hangs out with his teammates and his family and, you know, just kind of does like normal things. That's who he is. Is there one, you know, moment or memory or funny story off the court that you have on Kyle that uh, can kind of give a little bit more of, you know, his personality? Well, yeah, I see you chuckling right now. Yeah, right I'm now. chuckling because when you – it's not just about Kyle. When you live and coach at a boarding school, there's no shortage of stories <laughs> that, are, that are off the court that you, you know, hopefully can laugh at. Um, who was there one? Um, I would say, you know, as a team, uh, we'll go to get some meals, you know, in some maybe slower times during the season. Those are always fun across the board as a team. Uh, we have a, we have a very, I'll say this, I'll, I'll take it in a little different angle. Um, we have four guys on our team that are in the class of 2022. Mm-hmm. Kyle, Matthew, um, and, uh, and um, Sean Seymour was also from New York. They all came in together as repeat sophomores. And then we have a young guy, Devin Austin, who was here the year before them as a freshman. But now they've become this really close group. When you get those four guys together, <laughs> man, oh, man, they like when I, if I'm driving the team bus or I'm driving the team van, I have to pay attention to the road because those guys will leave me in stitches. Um, <laughs> it's it, it just this group um, and the group probably that, you know, they, they also uh, worked with or played with in 2019, 20. Um, it was really good group. And it reminded me again of being a college coach when you get on the bus and just like guys just being super close friends because you play 30 games together, you practice, um, 
you know, in season practice, we practice like 60 times. Mm -hmm. We have fall workouts. We have spring workouts. We have lifts. We have film sessions. These guys spend way more time together than any high school kids have ever bargained for. <laughs> and, and with Kyle and, you know, his, and, you know, his teammates, um, there's a lot of laughs that we have. And it usually involves like road trips, um, either to get something to eat or maybe coming back from an away game. I don't know that I have one. I don't know that I have one that stands out. Uh, <laughs> the guys would probably remind me of some of them, maybe a little bit better than I can remember, but I can tell you that, you know, it's lighthearted and it's, and it's good. Um, yeah, geez, I don't, I don't know. That's all right. That's, wow. that's plenty. I, I mean, road trips is, is enough. Now, last one before I let you go, coach. Um, I got to ask about recruiting. I can't, I can't let you go without asking course, you know, a little yeah. bit. Um, how much do you talk to Kyle about his recruiting? Do you have any updates? I know he just was at Syracuse taking his official um, visit to wow. Coach Beheim and, and the players. And um, a couple of different articles came out after that and saying he was at Coach Beheim's house for a cookout, playing spike ball, playing cornhole. Um, did you talk to him about that and kind of maybe an, an update on his recruiting um, status? Yeah. Um, we'll touch base at night during his visits, usually just by text message. Cause it just, you know, those days get long. Um, and so I usually just ask him how the day's going. Um, and then at the end, we'll, we usually kind of just wrap up and I just tell him, I just ask him, you know, what do you think? Um, so, uh, we do, we do keep in touch, you know, during after visits, but, um, mostly after the visits and mm -hmm. he had a good time at Syracuse. Um, I think enjoyed his visit and this is a different world because kids that are being offered by division one schools in years past, you kind of slowly wade into the water of recruiting where, you know, some of the first things that happen will be a college coach will see you somewhere, maybe at your prep school, open gym, maybe at an AAU tournament, they'll get in touch. Um, you know, you might have that offer or that, phone, you know, maybe the phone calls start and then, you know, you try to attend a game and take an unofficial visit, maybe one in the same, mm -hmm. and then you work your way up to officials. So, you know, there's more, you know, kids like him right now, but for, with Kyle, it's going on almost no visits at all, besides maybe taking in a game here and there back two years ago to all of a sudden you're at an official visit at Syracuse. I mean, it's like getting your license and, you know, someone hands you the keys to like a Cadillac or a Mercedes or something, you know, it's like, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really follow the norm. Um, so I think, you know, that's where Kyle's maturity comes in um, because really you could be, I mean, you can be wild no matter what, like by a place like Syracuse or, you know, the like, um, but even more so when you've never been anywhere. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're unofficial at Syracuse and your ACC school and you're in the Carrier Dome and the Mellow Center. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he definitely enjoyed his time there. Um, and I know that he's really appreciated the relationship that he's developed with uh, Jerry McNamara um, and then his talks with Coach Beheim. So I know he definitely enjoyed himself. Um, a good first visit for him. And he did. He, he made sure to, you know, let me know that he – he liked his time hanging out with some of the guys on the team. So that was a good experience for him. 
Well, there you go. Kyle Filipowski, a four-star recruit in the class of 2022. His high school head coach, Mike Mannix, the head coach of Wilbraham and Munson. Uh, coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Sure. My pleasure. Kyle Filipowski, if you want to learn more about him, orangefizz.net. Thanks so much for tuning in to this FizzCast. We'll have plenty more recruiting coverage right here on our Orange Fizz SoundCloud page. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.